Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I've always loved the forest. It's where I feel most at home. That's why I became a park ranger to protect and preserve these lands. But one day something strange happened. I was walking along the forest trail, keeping an eye on things like I usually do, when I saw a group of men in black suits walking towards me. They had no park ranger uniforms, but they had badges and ID cards that identified them as some kind of government agents. They said they were conducting a routine investigation and asked me to show them around. At first, I didn't think much of it. I figured they were just here to check on the animals or the trees or something like that. But as I watched them work, something about their behavior started to bother me. They were searching for something, something elusive, something unknown. And they weren't telling me what it was. I asked them what they were looking for, and they told me it was just a routine check. But I knew they were lying. They were hiding something sinister, and I was determined to find out what it was. One night I decided to follow them. They were searching for something deep in the woods, something that made my blood run cold. I couldn't see it, but I could hear it. A low growl, almost like an animal, but something more. 
something inhuman. I confronted them, demanding to know what they were doing. That's when they turned on me. They threatened me with jail time if I didn't back off. They said I was interfering with a government investigation and that I had no right to be here. But I couldn't back down. I couldn't let them find whatever it was they were looking for. So I kept following them, watching them from the shadows. As the days went on, their behavior grew more and more erratic. They stopped sleeping, stopped eating, stopped doing anything but searching for that thing in the woods. And as they got closer, I could feel something dark and sinister looming over us, something that had been sleeping for far too long. Finally, one night, they found it. I don't know what it was, but it was huge, with eyes that glowed like fire in the dark. They tried to catch it, to contain it, but it was too powerful. It broke free from their grasp, and chaos erupted. I ran as fast as I could, but I could hear their screams echoing through the forest, a sound that still haunts me to this day. I don't know what they unleashed, but I know it was something far beyond our understanding, something that should have stayed hidden in the darkness. Now I'm afraid to go back to the forest. I can't shake the feeling that something is watching me, waiting for me, and I know that those men in black, they were hiding something that should never have been found. Something that will haunt me forever. During 2019, I ran my own ride service. Think of Lyft or Uber. Not a promotion. That's what I did. I did not work for either of those companies. I did this on my own, independently, as a means to get some extra money on the side. Now that I look back on it, it was totally more of a social experiment than anything. I had presented myself and my vehicle information to all of the local police departments, as with the state police of my area, as so they knew who I was, if I seemed suspicious. Driving around late at night in the different areas, they were on board with it, and so was I, and I began this short stint of a positive public service. That's where this begins. Aside from the occasional troublesome passenger, nothing out of the norm really happened. You know the saying. They only come out at night. This is very much true. I began this experiment. In the late summer of 2018 and by February 2019, I was definitely deciding on putting an end to it. I don't remember the specific day, but it was mid-February and after 2 a.m. It was very cold, if not at or below freezing. I was finishing up a route that typically consisted of those needing a ride home from a night at the bar. I didn't have many passengers that night, so I decided to wrap it up and head home. I was leaving a neighboring town that's only about two miles from my own, sitting at a stoplight in an intersection when this sudden impulse to take an alternate way home came over. A road that cut up over a hill through the woods and semicircled back to the same highway had I not gone that direction in the first place. I was tired, yet I debated with myself as to whether or not I should. I didn't have long until the light would turn green, and finally I said expletive it. I chose to take the road that went straight instead of the usual one to the left. Why not? I do like a good little adventure now and then. There is where I made my mistake, to a degree. I crossed the highway and went up the hill, and I hadn't driven very far until I was met by a pair of glowing greenish-yellow eyes. First thought, dear. Naturally, I stopped. I was no more than 30 feet from it when panic began to set in. 
It wasn't a deer, whatever it was. It was lying on its side, looking up the hill. It turned its head to look at me, and that's when I thought it to be a large dog instead of a deer. It was solid black in color, and then it proceeded to sit up on its haunches very much like how a person would. At that point, I truthfully believed it to be some species of ape or large monkey. Let's pause. Whatever this thing was, it was very difficult to determine its shape, despite the fact that my high beams were shining directly on it. It wasn't that it was amorphous. It was to the fact that it was blacker than the black of night. When it sat up on its haunches, it continued to alter its focus from looking up the hill to looking toward my car, back and forth like I caught it by surprise. It then stood up on two feet when I got the best view of it. It was approximately six feet tall, built and shaped in every way a human man is. Head, neck, shoulders, arms, hands, torso, legs, and feet. It had no distinguishing features other than it looked like a living silhouette or a person dressed in nothing but a solid one-piece black spandex bodysuit. I knew it couldn't be the latter for what person would wear that in the freezing cold of mid-February. Don't answer that. There was no texture to its appearance, no hair, no horns, no fur. Just the blacker-than-night silhouette-like shape with the two glowing greenish-yellow eyes. It made no sound whatsoever, but looked as if it was deciding on what it wanted to do since my sudden arrival to where it was. I saw this thing for a grand total of what I will guess to be between one and two minutes. It stood frozen in its stance before suddenly turning to the right, walking and stepping over a guardrail into the woods. My heart was racing. I was mortified. Despite this, I summoned the courage to drive to the very spot where it had been standing, one foot on the brake, the other on the gas. I rolled down my passenger side window to see if I would see it again, or hear it, or smell anything. Nothing. Not even the crack of a fallen branch or underbrush. Needless to say, I didn't stay there very long. I punched it up over the hill, covering all about an additional 100 feet when I met by a second set of reflective eyes. Another expletive, I'm sure. I'm trapped. Either this thing has circled around to being in front of me again, or there's more than one. I know I'm not going to be the next one taken to my death, dragged off somewhere in the woods never to be seen again, so I give the gas pedal another punch. I'll either hit or run this thing over or die trying. I come to a sudden stop in my realization that the second pair of reflective eyes is actually a person. A man roughly my age wearing glasses, toting a large laundry bag and basket. Quickly I roll my passenger window down again and give the man a rather fast-paced explanation of who I am, what I do, and why he should enter my vehicle. Sir, I don't mean to alarm you. My name is X. I offer rides for people who need them. The local police already know about me. This is not a trick or an attack. I'm not going to hurt you but you are not safe right now. You need to get in my car immediately. Something to that effect, but spoken a lot faster than what you can probably read it. Without question, he nodded yes. I unlocked my doors. He loaded his laundry into the back seat, and we were off. After he was in my car, I proceeded to tell him what I'd just seen moments before. He lost the color in his face, but was on the complete level of understanding the situation. 
He went on to tell me that he had finished doing his laundry, though I don't know what laundromat closes that late, and that he was walking to his home that wasn't far from where we were. He asked me what I saw a second time, and after listening, he calmly offered that it could have been Bigfoot. I told him I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, it was watching him, staying him. That's when it sank into both of us. Had I not listened to my impulse to take another way home, who knows what that thing may have done to him on the dark wooded road. The rest of the ride was silent. I dropped him off at his house. He unloaded his laundry and thanked me. He offered me some money for the ride, but I, I declined it. I knew it wasn't right for me to take it, considering what had happened. We parted ways, and I returned to my own home, very much confused as to what I witnessed. Since then, people have told me I've seen a shadow man figure, a demon, a skinwalker, a slender man, a rake, a crawler, or an alien. More times than not, I still get the possible idea that it could have been a Sasquatch or juvenile Sasquatch. I don't know. But I will go on to include that if I personally believed it to be one, knowing full well what one is with all of the descriptions that entail. I would state that I thought it was a Bigfoot. I sometimes still take that road even though that happened four years ago, almost daring myself if I will or won't see that creature again. I would share my story. Myself and a bunch of buddies went camping for four days up near Steamboat, but below, about 35 miles away from Oak Ridge, we camp at this spot up in the middle of nowhere. It's a nice stop close to the river and open for our campers. We camp with dogs. Well, everything was nice and cool until myself and a friend took our quads down river on some trails. Park then started catching some nice natives. And you know, once you start fishing, you always want to move downstream, so I did that. Came up to a kind of log jam, where huge logs and sticks were in the stream at once time, but left a sandbar with a little creek. As I was preparing to jump down over the creek onto the sand, I noticed a track, and it was bigger than mine. I am six feet eight with a size 15 shoe. This was about 19 inches. I measured it. I was like, what the F, and scared at the same time. This wasn't normal. There were five tracks about three to park. Then my hair on my head stared to raise. It gets worse. I walked back up the hill to the trails to tell my friend and write as I get on the trail. I hear thug-thug, kinda like when you stomp on the ground. I started walking faster, never looked back, and we don't camp that far up in the wild anymore. We go to like Hills Creek Campground. Lola felt I was in his area, and he wanted me to leave by the thug's noises. I was so scared this kind of stuff never happens to people, only in books and movies. DHA security guard in Salt Lake City, Utah, reported directly to me that on the early morning of August 8, 2010, he was patrolling an area in downtown Salt Lake in an area where there is a target under construction, when around 1.20 a.m. he saw a strange figure walking on all fours with long arms and pale skin. Stunned, he went looking for his flashlight when he looked back. It had vanished. He had been moving his patrol vehicle to the other side of the site and saw the strange creature when he was getting ready to park. 
He further described the strange figure as having pale gray skin with bumps, and it walked on its hands, which had to be as long as his legs. Its head was of an abnormal shape, and it didn't turn to look at the witness, so he didn't see the face. It didn't appear to have any hair on its body, and it had no clothing. He reportedly found strange handprints where he had seen it, but didn't have a cam with him at the time. He didn't hear any noises, but later heard noises on the roof, as if someone was walking around on the roof. Additional, the witness estimated that the creature must have been at least seven, eight feet in height. He could make out its spines and rib through its skin, but the arms appeared to be muscular. Tonight was one of the scariest things I've witnessed, and I just don't know how to explain it. It's my second incident with the same thing, but this was far scarier than the first. So the first incident I didn't think much about because it was last April Fool's Day when husband and I were driving home from a friend's ranch. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a flash of white as our lights illuminated something by the side of the road in the adjoining field. It looked like a stark white naked man, but he was running on hands and feet like an animal, going very fast and parallel to our car, but the opposite direction. We both saw it and were creeped out, but hell, it's April Fools, and we're in the middle of nowhere, rural Montana. People get bored and do stupid things and like to take opportunities to spook people. Halloween gets crazy here. So we figured some guy playing a prank. Then tonight happened. I went down the road to where the mailboxes for our street are. It's that rural road delivery setup where you have about 20 mailboxes at the end of the long country road. It's about 200 yards from our house and the moon's out, so I figure I'll walk over and check the mail, see if husband picked it up. When I get there, I find a neighbor not too far from our front door, heading the same way on a walk, so we started talking, and she accompanies me to the mailboxes. I take a peek in the box. Nothing. We continue chatting for a few minutes. Then suddenly, there's barking from several of the neighborhood dogs across from us. One at a time, they start furiously snarling and barking, a few of them howling. My neighbor mentions that there must be coyotes roaming around again. Happens all the time, nothing to worry about. Then one of the dogs starts howling in pain, almost screaming kind of something's not right, and we look at each other thinking the same thing. Time to nope out of there. We start walking back a bit briskly when she turns to glance over her shoulder for a second and stops. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I turned around and see it as well. It looked like a rather skinnyish but stone white man, but not a man, on his feet and hands like an animal. No hair that I could see. The light from my phone got him in the eyes for a second, and they shone for a second, like a cat. There was blood down the front of his jaws. 
It all happened in maybe two seconds. Three, very fast. Then he bolted after us and we ran as well. My neighbor doesn't chain or fence in her dog as we're animal lovers ourselves and like having the extra protection from him wandering as well. So she starts yelling out the dog's name and he comes running out from his spot between our houses. He must have smelled this thing or heard it coming because he made a beeline past us, growling and snarling like crazy. We reached my husband's woodworking shed first, so we hid him there, and I locked the doors and windows while she called the cops. All we could do was wait and hide in the shed while she told the cops to come out, hearing her dog barking and attacking whatever the thing was. After a couple of minutes, she was off the phone, and we were hiding behind boxes of stuff away from the windows. I don't know how long we were there before she whispered that the dog isn't barking anymore. He wasn't making any noises at all. A few moments after that, we heard crunching from outside. Something started scratching slow and hard against the front door and part of the wall next to it. I'm not too proud to admit that I pissed myself a little bit and had to throw my hands over my mouth to keep from screaming. She was staring at the door, not moving, so I know I wasn't overreacting or going hysterical for nothing. It seemed like forever, but eventually we saw the lights from the cops coming up the long road and the scratching stopped. Whatever it was ran off, cause we heard the noise of leaves crunching hard and fast, away from the door. She was the brave one with the guts to peek out the window to wave at the cops when they got close enough. When they got near, we ran out to the cop cars and told them we saw something Kinderman who chased us. She pointed out the direction we had gone and ran back, mentioned the sounds of the dogs in the opposite neighborhood a few yards from the mailboxes. She said how her dog came to help us, and we hid in the shed. The cop taking our statement said that someone else had called a few minutes before she did and said there was a wolf or something in their backyard that killed some chickens and their dog and the neighbor down from her saw this thing too. The other cop found my neighbor's dog laying on the ground with what looks like deep claw wounds and he was having trouble breathing. As he was helping to bundle up the dog to let the vet come out to pick him up, he mentioned how it looked almost like a bear attack but what we were describing wasn't a bear, so here I'll give a description of both what the neighbor down from the owner of the dead dog described and what we saw. The neighbor said it looked like a stark white naked man, quite tall, wearing the skin of a bear or bison, brown furred and head attached, blood coming from his mouth and front of his chest, very long arms. She caught him crouching over the dead dog, turned on the back porch light, and he stood stunned for a few seconds before running off. What we saw was a pale white man without hair, naked and with long arms. Eyes glowed like a cat for a split second in my flash of light, reddish glow, skinny. When he started running after us, it wasn't awkward like a guy trying to run on his hands and feet. It was like a person, but not a person on his hands and feet, but very much in control of his movements, like an animal. This isn't the first time this kind of thing has happened. It's not the first time I've heard of odd things. Montana is one of those kinds of places where many odd and unexplainable things live and happen. We're mostly a mix of huge forest land, mountains, and open plains. Lots of places for things you don't normally expect to see can hide around here but it's the first time something odd has come after me in the dark. 
It's been a couple of hours, and I'm still shaking. I called my best friend, and she mentioned posting it here because she's heard about some of these Reddit forums from YouTube videos. We're not the only ones seeing things like this, and she thought someone here might be able to help figure this whole thing out. Thanks in advance. This story goes back probably when I had between 10 or 12 years old. I can't describe if it was either a paranormal experience or an alien experience, however. When I told this to my sister, she told me she experienced the same thing. I couldn't sleep and I was watching Adventure Time before midnight. I can't remember the episode, however, something was off when suddenly the signal changed to a scene, a background of three humanoid-shaped black silhouettes standing on top of a hill on the screen, while behind them some strobe-like red. Lights and black stripes were flashing rapidly, swapping positions with each other, looking like sun rays or the flag of the Japanese Empire. This went on for about ten seconds or so, and a very unsettling sound was playing in the background. It was almost like a shepherd tone. I was petrified and confused on whatever the hell I'd just witnessed, since this was never aired on the original episode, and what kind of signal capturing interruption was going on because it was short and didn't mean anything. It was very odd. I felt very uncomfortable and terrified for a moment. About thirty seconds pass, and behind my window's curtains, I see bright but dim green light pass by. It was almost like if a car's headlight passed by, but it was no car since my room is on the second floor, and in front of my window, there are roofs and no cars obviously, but that light passing behind my window was as fast as a moving vehicle. Thirty seconds later, my whole room began to shake violently up and down like a very strong vibration, and I couldn't sleep after an hour because I couldn't process what just happened. It's been almost ten years, and I'm telling this to my older sister detail by detail, and she got goosebumps after I finished, because she told me. She had the same experience, however, an entity came to visit her. She was very lucid and said out loud, Is this real? Is this really happening? What is happening? She described this entity to me as looking like the little girl from the movie The Ring, and she responded to her saying, yes, it is, and you don't have to be afraid, and went away. She couldn't sleep for an hour and began to cry after that hour passed. That's my story. I'll try to post the pictures of some drawings trying to recreate the event. What did I see? A couple of weeks ago, on the western side of Wisconsin, along a gravel road that was lightly wooded, I saw a shaded figure walking nonchalantly across the road into the woods, almost perfectly invisible except for when it passed a tree on the edge of the road. Between the whiteness of the freshly fallen snow and the dark bark of the tree, I would have completely missed it, unfortunately, for whatever it is. The shadow turned darker than the tree bark and was more pronounced against it. I passed by at that point and have been thinking about it ever since. This encounter occurred on my family's property about 20 years ago. It is 15 miles east of Greenwood, Mississippi. 
during deer bile season, I had a nice food plot set up in the woods about a half mile from the nearest house. These small plots gave the deer something to eat and an easy escape route to the trees. It made them feel comfortable. I had a tree stand set up on the edge of the field. After being in the stand for about 15 minutes, I see what I think is a large Labrador retriever enter the opposite end of my food plot, heading towards me. As it approached, I quickly realized that it wasn't a dog. It was a black panther. The paws were massive. I was amazed and scared at the same time. I was already in a standing position. It approached my stand, so I drew back when it got close to the base of my tree. When I drew it, looked up at me, but it never stopped moving as it passed my position. I decided not to shoot because I thought that I stood a better chance of getting out of there alive by leaving it be, rather than potentially wounding a deadly predator. I also recall that my grandfather had told my uncles that the big cats were there many years ago. This cat was about seven feet long. That's a body length of approximately five feet. It showed no fear of me and almost acted like it knew me. I had hunted in those woods since I was a young teen. I stayed in the stand until it was dark and then I got down. I thought that would be best for me to follow the panther's route to ensure that he was gone. So I walked about 50 yards on the trail that I saw him follow. Then in the glow of my flashlight I saw green eyes shine and then his head extended out from behind an oak tree. I stopped and notched an arrow, then stepped backward until I made it up to the open field that was on top of the hill. I put my arrow back in the quiver and ran half a mile to my truck. I took a day off during the week to do some turkey hunting. I got a late start, but I had a good idea of where I needed to go for a late morning hunt. I set my turkey decoys up in an opening that had two trails running perpendicular to my position. I sat in a corner and against a large oak tree. I chilled for a few minutes to see if anything would sound off. It tried an owl call. Immediately an owl called back just a short distance in front of me and then another to my left. The responding calls were too loud and from two separate animals. This was not an owl. It was something mimicking an owl and it was something with big lungs. I packed my gear and headed for the truck. This hunt was over. The next winter, I took my son and uncle in there for a quick squirrel hunt. My son was little, but I wanted to get him exposed to the woods. We started hearing trees being pushed over in the distance. I asked my uncle what he thought it was. He didn't have a clue, and then we got the hell out of there. Again, this hunt was over, too. I did some research after those events, and I learned that others had posted sightings of Bigfoot creatures and similar behavior on the Mississippi Bigfoot page. I never saw the creature, but I'm certain that something. Okay, so this happened two and a half years ago. I was living with my horribly abusive ex, every way except physical and sexual, and his family had a building in the back of the yard that me and him lived in. I should begin this by saying there was a lot of negative and evil energies and entities that fed on and encouraged the chaos in the home, and within all of us who lived there. While I lived there, I often felt people watching me or directly behind me who weren't there. The bed we slept on would shake either as we were falling asleep or just sitting, or laying on it, I would hear, huh? 
in my ear constantly as if someone did a short breath in my ear. I would hear voices I couldn't explain. Stuff like that. At one point, my ex was playing around with a security camera he hooked up to the TV somehow, and there was a shit ton of orbs everywhere. Literally over a hundred orbs darting or walking past or following someone around the room, either in front of or behind them, or both. But this one occurrence has haunted me ever since it happened. It was in the middle of the night, after yet another horrible fight between him and I. So horrible, I stormed out of the building and went to go sleep in the van. I'd gotten settled, and after about ten minutes, I looked over across the yard and saw this humanoid figure. It didn't glow, but it was so white and bright against the night I thought it did. It stood with its legs parted and its arms slightly out as if it was about to start running towards me, and it looked like it had a skirt or something at knee length, though it didn't wear clothes or have anything but its body on it. It was just part of its body. I think it didn't have a face or hair or any other feature. It was horrifying. It filled me with such an immobilizing, white-knuckled fear. I was quite literally frozen in fear. It didn't look scary, but it quite literally made me the most scared I'd ever been in my entire life up until this point. I somehow knew it could read my thoughts, and that made it even more horrifying. I knew if I could just get into the house, I'd be safe, but I knew the second I tried to move, it would do. Something... It never moved, and I was still literally frozen in fear. If I had to estimate, I'd say I went out to the car around 12.30 or 1 in the morning. I was out there looking at this thing, terrified the entire night, all the way until the sun broke and it was gone. And as soon as it was gone, my body unclenched itself, and I was immediately hit with this wave of exhaustion. And I was out like a light. This is where shit gets even more weird. I should start this out my saying, my ex was slash is a drug addict, specifically of meth at this point. He is a liar and a keen manipulator. I'm not sure why he would lie about this, but then again he could do something right in front of you and lie to your face, so I don't know. I told him what happened and he got this weird ass expression on his face. And he told me that at some point or another, he made his way back into the house to use the bathroom, and him tweaking out, he stuck his head out the bathroom window in paranoia and saw a woman looking down where I was through the window of the car. He said he thought it was me and called out to who he thought was me to get back to the house. He said she looked up, he realized it wasn't me, and that she darted off across the front of the car where I was literally looking through the entire night and ran off though the neighbor's yard. I can say with 100% certainty that I was not asleep and that I wasn't dreaming. I was awake the entire night and I had the bags under my eyes and the fatigue of both lack of sleep and the adrenaline crash to prove it. I'm making this post to try and see if anyone knows anything about what the actual that that was or what it could be. It wasn't Nightcrawler. It had arms and it was much more humanoid and I don't live in the areas in which it's known to manifest in. This experience has been on my mind a lot more than usual lately, and I'm just struggling to come to terms or to rationalize that experience. I am thankfully out of that God's awful house and that even worse relationship two years as of this early January, so no need to worry for my safety or sanity now.